0: Where'd you serve? I'm like, dude, I couldn't serve at a Denny's. (laughs) I didn't even finish the campaign on Call of Duty, and that was a game. That was just a game that you could play. God damn. Fucking silly. You were talking about Disney, right? You were talking about, like, Disney World, Disneyland, don't take your kids. My sister's almost 30, and she still goes every year to Disney. Not alone with five other 30 to 35 just terrible people. Just, like, they're... They're just like they're, I'm a singer. You're not. You're in sales. It's like these people. You know people who sing when they're happy. My sister will wake up and say, like, "It's Tuesday." I only sing. I only sing when I'm borderline suicidal. <laughs> just pacing around in my house. My life's going nowhere. Twenty-six. I just jerked off into a toilet. What you got to do? You live with three girls. You got to jerk off in the toilet. <laughs> It's a lot like, have you ever been late for work and you have to just, like, eat your food really fast over the sink? Kind of like that, but it's (laughs) way more vulgar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This has been been a fucking treat. Uh, Let's see. What do I want to end on here? Okay. I think that, uh, you know, coronavirus has been really dope for guys with weak chins. and really not dope for creepy deaf people who get off on reading people's lips from far away. They do that, you know that? They're like low-level superheroes and also low-key racist, all of them. It's them against the world. They hate everybody that isn't that can hear shit. But uh, it's okay, they're not gonna take over because everybody, it's not hereditary. Okay, end on a sizzle. My name's Nathan Lowe, this has been a goddamn blast. Pay Pam money!
1: Hopefully his music will become his musical will be coming out soon the just up into the toilet Really that's a lovely it's really catchy super catchy uh, your next comedian uh, she hasn't caught anything despite usually being in the woods at this time and you would think that she'd at least get poison oak but uh, there's no rainbow gathering so she's uh, gathering here uh, gathering her jokes together and putting them on stage. Put your hands together for
2: Rachel
3: Pinson!
2: Why'd you have to start with such a sad note? Exactly. Oh, because she's like, oh, she can't be at the gathering. Blah, blah, blah. You guys know hippies? You guys know what hippies are? Okay. <laughs> I was one once. Let's not talk about it. Actually, if I can please just not have anybody's attention in the room... I just want to let you know right now, like, nothing I'm saying is important or relevant. I just happen to have a microphone, and I'm talking. I'm actually just wasting all of your time. You guys are going to be older when I'm done. You're not going to learn anything from this. It's really just me saying words slightly amplified to the people on our listening audience and a live stream that I covered the because I'm like, you know, I didn't. That. All right, man, I got kicked off stage. I got kicked off stage last week. You guys remember that? Because I fucked too much. I was like, fuck, 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 fuck too much. fuck too much in public, and they had to shut me down. I thought this was a free speech, fucker, fuck, fuck. But we're inside now, so I can fuck all I want. I can fuck all I want. I'm not going to fuck Dr. Seuss, because I'm not a necrophiliac. Uh, I'm not gonna fuck the police because that's how you make more police. I might fuck a judge because I think that's how you get everybody off, right? I don't know, I'm working on it. COVID times, people are like, oh, you need to stock up on toilet paper, man. Toilet paper, it's it's gone, it's gone, it's gonna go, it's gonna go, you're not gonna be able to wipe your ass. No one knows how to clean their asses, it's crazy. I'm like, oh, okay, so I got a bunch of toilet paper, but nobody told me that I was gonna go through batteries so fast, you know? (laughs) Fuck. I talked to my dad recently. He has the most depressing hobby where he just, like, is a pole bearer for old vets that are dead. And he spends a lot of time in funerals. He told me that he saw my grandma, her uh, her tombstone the other day on my mom's side. He's like, yeah, I saw my ex-mother-in-law, and she's still not talking to me. Yeah, that dad joke. It was a real dad joke, and it went just as good as I thought it would. <laughs> cool. Oh, man. You're talking about Disney Disney World, right? Who was talking about Disney World? There's stuff that's that was relevant. I remember, like, I'm from Ohio, and I, my mom picked me up from school one day, and she's like, if you could go anywhere you want this weekend, where would you go? And I was like, Disney World, obviously, Mom. Yeah, Disney World. Fuck yeah, Disney World. And she was like, actually, we're going to go to St. Louis. And I'm like, not even close. Not even a little bit. Fine. I didn't go to Disneyland until I was 23 or something, like on my own. Yeah, right. Cause anyway, I wanted to go to Disney World, not Disneyland, Florida, Ohio. There's a, Okay, there's no joke there. Like I said, nothing I'm saying is important or relevant. It's not. It isn't. I got invited to a dinner party, but it wasn't a dinner party. It was a Donner party, and I wasn't going to stay, but there was still free food. You know? How else are we going to get through the winter? Did you guys know that AIDS is not helpful? And consensus says that cereal is soup. I try. Was it? Oh, okay. I was like, oh, fuck that then. Oh, uh, nothing's original. Uh. All right, it's cool. I try to get to a five-star restaurant, but I can't fucking reach. And that was the worst joke I ever wrote, and I love it. It's great. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Super fun stuff. So, like, my mom was super, um, whatchamacallit, strict. She didn't let me, like, join the Girl Scouts. She said, perverts. Perverts. I didn't even know what that word meant, but she was serious. Perverts. No, you can't do that. And I was like, sixth grade, and I wanted to go to Washington, D.C. Because that was, like, the trip you go to uh, Washington, D.C. in the sixth grade when you're traffic guard. It's your honor. It's your right as a civil citizen of this country. Anyway, trying to do my civic duty here. And she said I could go, but I couldn't do any of the fundraisers. I'm like 12. I'm like, how am I going to pay for it? There's a recession. I can't get a job. But my grandpa would give me $5 when I saw him. And my dad said he would match all the money I made. And lucky for me, my sister had a crippling pill addiction that I didn't know about because I was so young, you know? And she just had a kid, so she's like, hey man, like, can I borrow that $5 for the um, uh, diapers? I was like, sure. She's like, and I'll double it next month. Okay, so she doubled it. I got $10 the next month. The next month I got 20, and then 40, and then 80, and my dad matched it, and I got to go to Washington, D.C., man, <laughs> I got to go. Yeah, but who really paid for that trip was like me my sister or the pharmaceutical company. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to Washington, mom. No perverts there. Get to Washington on my own. Get to Disneyland on my own. Anyway, CIA is the biggest drug cartel in America. That's not a joke. (laughs) Yeah, okay, cool. Cool, yeah, that sounds about right. I grew up super trashy, man. I didn't know I didn't know. You don't know these things. So other people pointed out, like, you want to go thrifting? You're like, mean you back to school shopping? Because I already did that. Like in high school, I had to tell my boyfriend he he should get tested. He's like, have you been cheating on me? I'm like, no, dude, for like head lice because, <laughs> <laughs> duh. <laughs> Who have you been hugging? And I had this boyfriend. I had an Asian boyfriend. I think he fetishized me for being trashy. He was like, can you say something to me like in a country accent? 13 years old, don't tell me how to raise my baby. Mama didn't pay the water bill, that's okay, because we got Mountain Dew. <laughs> I want you to kiss me wildly and passionately, like my cousin when he wants one of my oxys.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Rachel Vincent, Tiny Lone Shark. I know, it's the second time you've forgotten that tag. I feel like it's working out of your set. That's why I just wanted to remind you, Tiny Lone Shark. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I listen to your jokes. I know what's going on all right. Uh, I'm gonna run around and do dirty jokes yes. We're also safe in here Thanks for giving me money uh, cupcakes So uh, some comedians have said that I have a very maternal look uh, And that they don't want to fuck their mom And I'm like, that's fine, but what about your stepmom? Heard about those tropes in porn. My question is, are the actresses real stepmoms or just really good actresses? Like, I don't know. I only have – I had my first abortion in 1995. And uh, thank you. I know. That was – Twenty-five years ago, and uh, I really, I really only have one regret about that abortion, and that, you know, it's that I, I had it because if I would have kept him, I could be fucking all of his friends right now. How did I fuck that one up? Big regret, big abortion regret. Yeah, don't get, yeah, don't get to fuck my t- by dead ghost of a son's twenty-five year old friends I like to imagine sometimes that some of the comedians are actually the soul of the aborted child I had but my ex-husband was black so like there's only like one or two that I can I think it's Mike Evans Jr. he's the okay very funny young man I've been a, I don't I don't watch porn it's not a thing I do it's not a thing I've ever done just I have a really vivid imagination I actually uh, masturbate to podcasts but I I've heard about, I know, and not just the ones that I'm in. you know what I mean? Not just, I mean, like, I'm a narcissist with self-esteem issues, so I'm a psychopath. Yay. Um, maybe a sociopath. I don't know. But, no, not just to my own podcast, other people's. Uh-huh. But I don't watch porn, and so I've been hearing about it, Everyone's like, oh, you find your fetish, and you like your porn, and you find what you like, and you figure out about yourself. And so I actually found what I really like to masturbate to. And it is, my fetishes are super specific. I like uh, bearded lumberjackian people surviving. Uh, I have a lacrimation fetish. That means I like to watch men cry. I don't like to watch women cry, which is why I don't watch porn, right? Because they're all crying. They're all so sad. <laughs> why is this tick in my face? I'm crying. I'm like, oh, you have a lacrimation fetish. You just don't want to admit it. <laughs> I like to watch men cry. Also, um, you know, like, I, I like to... I have a, I sort of, I used to have an eating disorder, so I like to watch people in uh, under, you know, starving duress and stuff. So what I recently found is free on the History Channel. It's called Alone, which is what I when I masturbate to. I'm always alone. Has anybody seen the show Alone? No one knows about this. It's people out surviving, and it is an anorexic's fucking wet dream. They're all starving, and they're. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you haven't eaten in two days? Ha-ha! <laughs> and now you're crying? I feel so good about myself! Oh, good. They never take their clothes off, and I'm sure they smell just as funky as I do. Uh, it's good. I uh, I haven't been... No, I don't shower much. It's COVID times. So who showers? Um, they uh, the, I had to go to the doctors and stuff, and they want to do the COVID testing, and they're like, you know, we'd also like a urine sample and a feces sample and you know I said do you just want a pair of my underwear like I haven't done laundry in a really long time I don't have any quarters like you can't touch money anymore can I have COVID I hear you can't my question is like you know if I if I I don't know I don't think I have COVID but if I if I use the same TP to wipe my nose and then my twat can I give my pussy COVID? Is that how that works? Or is it all already inside your body? Like is it, I don't know how science works. I don't, I I do think though that everything we know about the universe is completely a lie because everybody imagine the T-Rex bones in your head right now. Imagine the T-Rex bones, right? It's like this Big, beefy, cool dinosaur, the coolest dinosaur, and the hubris of man to put it on two beefy legs. With these tiny little faggy arms, what's happening up here? Well, if you take those tiny little arms and you make them into legs, and then you take those legs and you flip that h- dumb hip cap around, they become big, beefy wings. Ah! T Rex was a dragon. Oh. Right, why do we have all this dragon mythology but there's no dragons? Like St. George and the dragon, fucking Chinese people in the dragon, Japanese tattooing themselves with the fucking dragon. Where are the dragons? The T-Rex was a dragon. We just put the bones back together wrong. Do I smoke too much pot? Is that, am I the smartest person alive or do I just smoke too much weed? Have you guys ever smoked so much weed that you forget how your own shower works? Like airbnb in my own home. It's hot, it's cold, I don't know how to get clean, ah! What's all this cat litter doing on the floor? I'm paying a lot of money for this place. That's a lot of cats. Okay, I'll close with a quick cat joke. Uh, I, I actually, today, as I was cleaning cat hair out of my house into these weird little strands, I was like, oh, I'm getting so old and my hair is thinning. Maybe I can like sew them in like weird little cat dreadlocks and I can give my hair a little more fluff I do want to take my cat and I want to shave him and I want to knit a sweater out of his fur and I want to make him wear it because I am a crazy cat lady.
4: Okay.
1: Thank you guys for listening to my jokes. Yay! (laughs) Yay. Six six on the dot, dot, which is what I meant to do. That's exciting. This has been dirty. Um, Are there any other comics? I don't see any other comics. So... We are going to play some music and take it outside and do this crazy clean comedy show outside. Hopefully the cops don't come.
3: Woo! Ops, I've been on a block, block, nigga shot. Me. Police coming down the crib. the K-9, trying to find us. They trying to duck and they trying to dodge. They ain't trying to get arrested and they got bars. They ain't trying to get locked. Hopping in the county and now it's pop. The op, op. ain't trying to get locked. Call my, line. Call my line, be like what you want nigga wasting time, time. tryna fuck your bitch, fuck her on the side, In right a fuck car, no 69, now I got a sprung, wanna fuck with me, I be like nah nah, fuck a shorty, Make a tap. I don't even do on no bitch, never wipe a thigh, I can't wipe a bitch, I can't wipe a bitch, wipe a bitch. whole time and I heard she doing dicks, try to set me up, trying to me. Understand, they ain't waiting. I wish ever 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 shit, out of shit on it, brother. Through the honest, I know. Set me up. I know that you lurking. what you really want to know. I know you on nerve and I be bustin' I ain't never stunned on the block. Fucking with a real nigga, but you might get shot. And i pop Papa Molly, and I know you got ops. Fuckin' with a savage, you finna get popped. Finna get popped. R- rolling on the block, finna get dropped, finna get poked. I know you a thot, you a odd, but you ain't never going. But you tried to set me up, and I know that you posted on the block with a thot. You copping with them shots, shot, 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 shot. yeah, you tried to set me up, and I'm still on the block. I ain't never gonna wear cause I'm popping rice. Rolling on the block, you know that it's dark. I ain't even coming soon, I know I see them shots. What you really wanna know? Popping, popping on these tops, and they fucking up for free. I know they popping rocks, popping molly pop, but you know that they fucking that they fucking fuck rolling on the block i catch a thought what you really want to see but you just with them ops, and i'm looking at these niggas they claim but they are savage they ain't even wear shit these niggas they can't have it been a brother through the honest i know that she busting what you really want to come i know that you fucking but you kind to set me up i know that you learned what you really want to know i know you on dirt and i like be busting i ain't never starting on the block fucking with a real nigga but you might get shot and i pop a molly and i know you got ops Fucking with a savage, yeah. Finna get pop. And get pop. Pull up to your crib, get shot. It's a mission, get the body drop. What you drop. really wanna know, and I am not been no pops in the shots everywhere. And you get the body dropped yeah. Put them in the coffin, you ain't talking about none. Come. Six feet under, and you know that it's busting. And finna be World War One. know it's coming. Oh. You ain't never seen nothing, but I know that I'm coming. Tried to set me up, but I know that I'm coming. That I'm coming. 11th on rescene, and you know that I'm busting. Bust. Tryna send shots. But I know that you coming And I try to call your phone But know that you stunning, stunning. Sending all the niggas at the crib I know they running, no, running, running, running. Try to set me up And you know
1: to get started in about 10 minutes 10 minutes for the outdoor comedy To Mutiny radio FM. We're gonna get started with this outdoor comedy show in just a few minutes. Hold tight. All right, check, check, check. That's loud enough, I think. Loud enough, but not too loud. I think it works.
5: nightclub one Friday
4: night. and that nightclub bar was a little
5: uptime. yeah I was dancing all alone a little self-conscious when some kids came up and said dancing come with us I was dancing in the lesbian bar oh oh I was dancing in the lesbian bar ooh. with my friends and dancing alone
1: Yay, yay, and we're here. It's clean comedy outside. Clean jokes for everybody and a nice dog. You're a corgi. Yes, you are. I know I'm talking to you, buddy. Do You have jokes too? Ruff, ruff, a corgi walked into a bar and they said that's cool because San Francisco's a dog-friendly place. Yay, super dog-friendly. Do you, wanna, do you have any other jokes, Corgi? You want to say, what's your dog's name? Andy? Annie. Oh, look at Annie. Little orphan Annie. Oh, you should get a tinier puppy and uh, name it. What was Annie's dog's name? Does anybody remember that movie? She had a dog. Remember in the orphanage? The sun will come out. Sandy. You should get a tiny baby teacup corgi and name it Sandy so you have Andy, Annie and Sandy. She's trying to do crowd work. Not great. Shouldn't work on the dog so much. Making really good eye contact with Annie though, like really making that work for me. She's feeling it. We're uh we're out here for outdoor comedy. It's clean because we have neighbors with children and we care about our neighbors and we don't want to say bad things in front of small children. Uh, you know, cuz I'm an, I'm a nanny. That's something I used to do for money before COVID. <laughs> I used to take care of people's children. They used to pay me for that. My question is why do babies' pants have pockets? Yeah. All babies' pants have pockets. Babies have like, they, they wear, right? The patriarchy. What are they putting in those pockets? Babies with cargo pants. There's like six pockets for the babies. What could they possibly be putting in those pockets? Well, you know, as a nanny, yeah, they they can't even put their own socks on. They like can't put their hands in their pockets. They can't put any, can't even grab things. They're like chicken nuggets are difficult. But so their pockets, uh that's where I put my drugs because <laughs> because the babies can't get their hands in there anyway. Do you know that an 18-month-old knows how to do zippers on a backpack? They understand the mechanics of zippers. Can't get their own hands in their pockets. Also, the police will never search a baby. That's they just won't. That's, that's the pro tip. Uh, all of them, uh, any color. They won't. I don't think they do. They do, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I, I'll tell my story about white privilege. That's clean. So it's one of those things where like, you know, in these COVID times and then all the uh, all the other things that have come up on the pr- police brutality and the oh, no, help, help. I'm being oppressed. And we are. We're all definitely being oppressed. Uh, but I'm like, oh, no, how do I respond to this? I'm like a, I'm like a white lady. Like, what do I say? And the only thing I can do is acknowledge my own privilege. So there was this one time that I was super drunk. Can you imagine me? <laughs> and I was wearing these really cute shoes, right? And they were so cute. And I just couldn't walk them anymore. So I had them in my hand like this. And I'm like on Mission Street, just waving my shoes in the air, just yelling at you, hello. And so I thought I was flagging down a cab, but I actually flagged down an SFPD. And they came right up to me, and they were like, how can I help you? And I said, jeez, I really need a ride home. And they drove me back to the Tenderloin because white privilege. (laughs) It's not funny, I'm just telling a story. It's like, yay, I'm acknowledging. One time I was nannying for these two cute six-year-old twins. They are just adorable. And I like to foster creative play. Because I don't want to watch screen time with children. That's terrible. They're paying me money, right? I want to interact with the children. So they tied me up to a desk chair with yarn. And um, they put tape over my face. And uh, I've called Fostering Creative Play. And they took a laser pointer to my hand. And they said, I'm cutting off your hand. And I was like, ow, ow, Fostering Creative Play, you know. And then they put the laser pointer to my foot. And they said, I'm freezing your foot. I was like, oh, it's so cold, oh no, oh no. And then they put the laser pointer to my chest and they said, I'm breaking your heart. I was like, Daria, you need to stop, okay? What game are you playing of your own volition? You're playing a game called police state. What did I do? Why am I tied up to this desk chair with yarn? What could I have possibly done? and they put their little six-year-old heads together, and they And they come back, and they say, you stole a laptop! I'm like, you're, you're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? What kind of Islamic police state is this? And then they said, if you were black, we would have shot you. <laughs> it's like, oh, from the mouths of babes! I know police state! They were six-year-old, true story! In the mission! I don't let them watch cops, <laughs> I don't let them. We're not watching screen time, how do they know? It's not my fault. just I'm a good nanny I'm not a bad I'm not a bad nanny I'm a really I'm a really good nanny I promise you I love I love children for $25 an hour you know what I mean like I couldn't have my own children because they don't pay you here's the thing I'm a Marxist right I'm a Marxist when women have babies they literally call it labor and we get no money. Like, it's called labor. We are the means of production. So glad you read Marx. Everyone else is like, reading. Oh, what are you, a witch? Ah! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I can read. I'm a witch. I have a couple cats, so clearly I'm a witch. Familiar. Neither of them are black. <laughs> Maybe they should be. Maybe that's what I can do as a white lady. As a white lady, I can do Black Lives Matter by having a black cat. Like, that's the only thing I can do at this point. I don't know what to do. Uh, but I think acknowledging it is a step in the right direction. I don't know. I don't know how to change the world. We're going to do it one comic at a time here (laughs) on the corner. Uh, Hey, I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. Uh, It's a clean comedy show. Can you believe all those jokes were clean? Yay! I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. Uh, I want to take my cat, and I want to shave him, and then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur, and then I want to make him wear it. I'm a crazy cat lady! <laughs> oh, I'm crazy. All right, we've got really funny comedians for you tonight. I'm really excited about your first comedian. Uh, he's hilarious and amazing and wonderful. And all these comedians can work clean, which I'm so excited about, because you have to work clean on TV anyway. So it's a great challenge for us to not say dirty things. Yay! Hey, put your hands together and slap them in a wild, clappy-like fashion. For your first comedian... Marcus Howard, yay!
6: Hey, how's it going, you guys? Let's do this, huh? I'm the black one for tonight. What's up, you guys? Uh, yeah, I um, a lot of my friends during quarantine they've been doing the uh, they've been drinking a lot. Uh, but like, they want me to do it in solidarity with them. But I actually don't drink, you guys. I don't drink. Like, I, I'm not a big drinker. But like, whenever I tell people that, they always assume that I had a problem with alcohol. Like, I used to be an alcoholic or something. Uh, But that doesn't really happen with other things, you know? Like, when I tell people I don't go to the gym, uh, no one assumes I was, like, really addicted to chin-ups at one point, you know? Yes, I don't drink. I also don't smoke, you guys. I don't smoke weed. Because for me, smoking weed is kind of like, hey, you remember how stupid you felt that one time you called your teacher mom? Well, what if you could feel that way for, like, two hours at a time, though, you know? Yeah, so I don't drink, I don't smoke, and when people find that out, they're like, okay, what do you do for fun? Like, how do you have a good time? I'm like, well, that's a very easy question to answer. I don't, okay, you guys, I don't have a good time. For me, having fun and a good time are just words that people say that I don't really understand, like 0% APR or no student debt. Like, I don't know what that means, all right? Yeah, I've uh, been quarantining, been watching a lot of TV, I've uh, been watching that show Vikings, and uh, we all know Vikings, right? They're like those big manly pillagers and stuff. Well, uh, while I was watching the show, I found out that uh, all Vikings come from Sweden and Denmark, which is cool, but that also means that all Vikings sounded like people who came from Sweden and Denmark, right? They're just like, yes, it is us, the Vikings, and we have come to pillage and plunder, you know? Like Ikea, right? Like, you guys know Ikea. That's the company that makes furniture exclusively from sawdust. Uh, Well, apparently, they used to make furniture from people, too, and it was just as confusing. I, I actually, I like the gumption of Ikea because I, like, when most people see like a pile of sawdust, we're like, oh, this is just garbage. But Ikea's like, we can build something with this, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, um, I've been quarantining with my girlfriend. Uh, she's white. I'm a traitor. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But, uh, but it's been cool. Um, but because I'm quarantining with my white girlfriend, that means that I have been on more hikes than every black person in existence, you guys. And I, I'm tired of it. It's, it lasts so long. And, like, with uh, with all these, uh, with all, like, the, the political climate and stuff right now, I actually uh, got promoted, you guys. I, uh, I got com- promoted to the uh, position of therapist for all my white friends' guilt, and I'm so over it, you guys. I'm just tired of it. Every day I get a phone call that's, like, two hours where we're like, we didn't know, you know, <laughs> which is just wild to me. I just don't understand it. Like, I swear to God, if somebody told me that I'm going to have to go through this every day for the rest of my life, for us to stop racism, then I'd say I want racism back. Cause like, dude, I can't do that with my time. It's just inefficient, you know? But it was cool. I was out there doing the protests and you know, like I, I it was really nice seeing like all these white allies and stuff out here, but like, Sometimes I think white people kind of like go to the extreme just a little bit because like we're out there protesting, right? And we're like, you know, in uh, police brutality, yeah. Stop redlining, yeah. In mass incarceration, yeah. And then like some of the white protesters are like, yeah, and kill cops, yeah. What? No, okay, kill nobody. That's like what most of this is about, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this is cleaner. I it should be. I'm gonna sub out some words. I uh, I was reading an article the other day that said uh, most female porn stars when they get married. Uh, they end up switching to girl-girl scenes, which I think is a, is a little bit unfair because, like, what happens with male porn stars? Do they have to switch to guy-only scenes? Like, the wife's like, nah, buddy, you're blowing dudes from here until retirement, you know? But uh, I get confused for being gay a lot. That's a thing that happens to me, right? And, like, I didn't understand it until I talked to one of my gay friends. And my gay friend, he said it's because I'm uh, gay-facing. He said I'm gay-facing. Yeah, you know, like, how some people have a voice for radio? Uh, well, apparently, I've got a face for blowing dudes. So, like, that's my life, you know? But here, I'll give you guys an example. One time where I got confused for being gay, right? I was like out at this bar, I met this really cute girl. We danced, we talked, we had a good time. And a couple hours later, I was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to go in for a kiss. So, I go in for this kiss, right? She backs up and she's like, whoa, I thought that you were gay. I was like, well, what would make you say that? And she's like, well, you know, we like establish an emotional connection, and straight guys don't ever do that. And so at that point, I was just like, oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it's because we're in a gay bar and I'm wearing this mesh crop top, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've been talking about race a lot because uh, I can't escape it. And uh, I was talking to my brother the other day, right? And my brother, he was like, hey, man, do you ever sometimes wish that you were a white guy? And I was like, hell no, dude. Right now, not a great time to be a white guy. But if I had a choice in the matter, I'd want to be a white woman because that sounds so much fun, you know? You know, just like getting to run around town, indiscriminately touching people's dogs, you know, drinking lattes, writing blog posts about cultural appropriation while still doing yoga, what? (laughs) Plus, like, I feel like white women have broken the matrix or something, right? Because, like, white women have figured out a way to get all the benefits of white privilege while accepting none of the responsibilities for it. That's, like, why nowadays when these, like, new-agey white girls complain to me about straight white dudes, it's a lot like when your supervisor complains to you about your manager. It's like, why are you telling me this? Don't you know that I hate both of you, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually don't hate white people, you guys. I think white people are cool. Like, I think that there's a lot of things that uh, the black community could actually co-opt from the white community, you know, for a change. Like, uh, Like, as a black guy, you guys, I can't openly love Harry Potter. And I love it so much, you guys. Like... Like black people, we always have to be hard. Like I can't show up to like the next family function and be like, "Yeah, what house you claim, dog? I'm Slytherin, ride or die, you know? Nah, son is Wingardium Leviosa, you know." <laughs> but yeah, I uh, <laughs> actually I took one of those Patronus tests for to figure out what my Harry Potter spirit animal is gonna be, and uh, I was like, "Oh, cool! I'm gonna get something dope like a lion with like an eagle's face for a." Uh, you know, and um, I got a duck, you guys, I just got like a duck, not even like a cool duck, like a duck with some potential, just like a normal duck, you know, which means that like, even when I lie about myself, I'm like still pretty lame, you know, <laughs> I uh, i am, I'm in not that great of a mood though, because i uh, I recently had an incident with a raccoon, and I'm not over it, and... <laughs> Here's what happened. So I was out late one night. I came home. Uh, this is just very recently. I pulled up in front of my house in my car, and on my uh, front porch was a fat raccoon. He was like huge, which is like it's weird seeing any type of street creature that's fat because the streets aren't designed for that to ever happen. Which means that this raccoon like fought the streets and the streets lost hard, okay? And like I'm looking at this raccoon, he's like, "Yeah, bro, you know what time it is? Like I got tiny hands. I'm godless. I don't care about you." And so I rolled down my window and I go, hey, get out of here. And he didn't even like acknowledge my existence. He's like, he looked at me in a way that was like, you don't get this, bro. This is just like another day for me, all right, you know? And so I, uh, I, I was like, I don't know what to do about this raccoon. And so I, uh, I have a German shepherd and I love animals, but I didn't want to do this. I was gonna have to uh, sick my German shepherd on this raccoon. So I get out of my car, I go to the side gate of my house. I open up my gate, I call out my dog. His name is Django. I say, Django, come out here. So Django walks out and I'm like pointing at the raccoon. And Django looks at me, then he looks at the raccoon, and then he walks back inside the gate and closes it. Which means that this raccoon now owns my house, you guys. I have not been home in six weeks, all right? I pay rent to this mother uh, okay. Uh yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's been cool, you guys. I um I did go on like a little bit of a trip, like just because like I wanted to get away from my house because that raccoon is there. And um uh, <laughs> I uh, went on this long drive throughout the state, right? And like, while I was on this drive, I just kept seeing like hitchhiker after hitchhiker after hitchhiker. And then this realization set in for me. Uh, There is no such thing as a black hitchhiker. Because let's face it, you guys, hitchhiking is an astoundingly Caucasian activity, you know? Look, if you're black and a hitchhiker, ain't nobody stopping to pick you up, okay? (laughs) Look, if you're black and a hitchhiker, you're not a hitchhiker. You're just a hiker, all right, you know? Yeah, you're stranded and need good shoes. <laughs> yeah, my uh, like I said, I was talking to my brother a lot. My brother, he's a he's a weird guy. Like I'm an ally. I I, I support all the different creeds and cultures. But my brother, he's a uh, he's really conservative. You know, he actually he says that he's a, a little bit homophobic, which I think that's weird when people try to like downplay their hate by going like, oh, I'm a little racist. I'm a little homophobic because like that almost implies that my brother doesn't hate all gay people. He just hates like one in specific. And so I dug a little bit deeper, and it turns out, yeah, that's what's going on, okay? Because uh, apparently one time he was at a party, and this gay dude named Sky called him basic, and he never got over it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's just a little bit homophobic, huh? Yeah, I, um, I got a cat, you guys. Is there any pet owners here? Heck yeah. Yeah, I got a cat recently, uh, mainly because I think I hate myself and I deserve bad things. Because let's face you guys, cats are jerks. They really are. They're just like the worst pet a person could ever have. And like, here's the thing. When I got this cat, I thought I was gaining a pet. But instead, what I got was just like a really crappy roommate with a mood disorder, you know? Yeah, my cat, his name is Charlie. And I hate this mother uh, with a passion, okay? Okay. <laughs> And, like, because, like, here's the thing, with Charlie, with Charlie, I can never have female company over, you know? Like, I might bring a girl home, take her up to my room, close the door, start making things intimate. But then 10 minutes in, I start to hear this. Meow! <laughs> and, like, you could try to turn up some music to try to cut the cat out, but it is so hard to keep your stroke game going when you got a little hand reach on the door doing this, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. I hate Charlie so much, you guys. Um... But yeah, life is uh, life has been pretty interesting for me right now. Like you said, like we got all this like uh, this weird like racial climate stuff going on, and uh, I've got my like white girlfriend, and that was cool. Like when we first started dating and everything, we did like some basic relationship stuff, you know, like we shared in each other's hobbies and interests. That's like a common thing when you start getting in a relationship, and it worked out really great for us, right? Because like I was able to get her into like comic books and video games and she was able to get me into like lattes and sleeping with black guys so it was going great for both of us but my butt hurts and i can't sit down uh, <laughs> no speaking of video games my uh, my brother he recently got one of these new video games it's called animal crossings have you ever, guys ever heard of that one before So if you don't know, Animal Crossing is like one of these like farming simulator video games, which I I just don't get it, right? Because like video games are supposed to be about escapism, like we all have our form of escapism, right? Like some people like reality TV, some people like video games. Like my form of escapism, like I want to be like a knight or a wizard or like a basketball wife or something, right? But like, what does that say about you when your form of escapism is that you just want to be like a day laborer, you know? (laughs) I feel like that that's like a weird use of your time if you're going to be video gaming. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I, live in, uh, I live in Oakland and there's a bunch of like liquor stores and stuff all over the place. And I've been like walking through my neighborhoods and I've been seeing that, uh, all these signs have, all these, uh, shops have up the like Black Lives Matter signs. And I'm like always curious how genuine some of those places are, right? Cause like when I walk past like one of them, I'm just like, okay, really, uh, Cracker Barrel, you're trying to get in on this movement too? Because, like, if we're being honest, your name kind of sounds like a warning more than anything else, right? <laughs> and, like, the, the I, so I wonder about how genuine some of them are. But I feel like the one that's truly genuine when they have the sign-up is the liquor store. Because they're like, hey, this is not okay. Those are my customers, you know? <laughs> and, I, you know, I don't even know if they care about black lives. But they're like, black livers definitely matter, you guys. Seriously. Yeah. I um. I've been uh what am I doing on t- one more okay, all right cool I got one more and then I gotta get out of here i uh i've been uh for this joke I've been dating uh I, i'm not I'm not in a relationship for this joke <laughs> but I've been on the dating apps right and uh and I've <laughs> noticed a couple things uh, apparently every woman is a witch now, right like is that a thing? Like so many dating profiles have like, Ooh, I'm witchy or I'm a witch or something. And I'm just like, no, you're not a witch. What you are is a woman who bought a deck of tarot cards from some lady that doesn't wear deodorant. Okay. (laughs) And one of the girls that I was dating, uh, at the time who was a witch, she, uh, she, uh, we went back to her place. And she's like, Ooh, you must meet my familiar Niles. And I'm like, Okay, wait, let me say something real quick. Uh, Niles isn't a person. Uh, Niles is a cat, and he's also not her familiar. He just mostly hates her. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, that's been my time, you guys. I've been Malcolm X. Good night.
1: Marcus Howard, everyone. Yay! Glad he ended on that witchy stuff. That's perfect. I have tarot cards. (laughs) I read them. I also do witchcraft. Absolutely. I smoke pot with intention. That's just that's my only witchcraft. Blow, light it with a candle and then blow up the candle with the smoke. <sighs> I'm a witch. Uh, your next comedian, he is awesome. He has He's brought his guitar, and he's going to sing comedic songs. I'm so excited that we're all doing clean comedy. Thank you all for being here and supporting Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Josh Kahn. Yay!
7: Hey, give it up for Marcus Howard, everybody! What a funny guy! Give him a big round of applause. Thank you. All right, so what's going on, everybody? Baseball is back. You guys hear this? Baseball's back. Baseball's back, and nobody cares. Let me rephrase that. Baseball is back. No one under sixty cares. You guys want the, you know, like the average, uh, the average baseball fan is so out of touch. They're so old. Last time I went to an A's game, it was like the seventh inning stretch. We're singing take me out to the ball game to get to that part that's like if they don't win it's a shame and the guy next to me is like because it's one two three four five what what are we doing what police brutality what the game's on and you know it's i don't know who here has kids If you take your kids to the baseball game, it's like, first of all, if you can afford to sit in my section, you can get a sitter. But if you take your kids, watch them, okay? It really annoys me. I pay a good money. I want to go watch my baseball. If I did the stuff that some of people's kids do at the baseball game, I would go straight to prison, not county, just straight to prison. Like, if I just stood in front of you, innings two through seven, just, you know, butt in your face, crotch in your face, butt in your face, crotch in your face, just dig down into your helmet nachos and smear cheese on your nice jersey and just be like, my dad's better than you. I would go to prison. So watch your kids when you take them to the baseball game. I don't know why you're doing that in the first place. And, you know, here's another thing that uh, gets my goiter. It's like, why are you taking your five-year-old kids to Disneyland? They're not going to remember. Don't waste. This is not comedy. This is just, like, commentary on where to not spend your disposable income. Like, just, they're not going <laughs> to... They're not going to remember. Like if you, as an adult, you need Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in your life and you can't find a sitter, like more power to you. Go ahead and take your five-year-old. But he's not going to remember. Don't take him and then have like years of resentment against the kid because the only part of Disneyland he remembers is thrown up on the teacups, you know. like that's, It's not fair to either one of you. I say this out of experience. I am a father. Go ahead and look at me and just absorb that h- horrific fact for a second that somebody let me spawn with them. Um, yeah, no, but I I had him very young, obviously, thank you for noticing, I'm so youthful-looking. Um, I had him so young, you know, me and my kid, we're almost the same age, you know? He's gonna turn 18, you know? I'm a very youthful 23, I think, for the past 11 years or so. Okay. No one's buying that. The best thing, though, because I was 16 when I had him, his mom was 17 when I had him, the best thing, there's a whole stigma about being a teen parent. I recommend it, you know? The best part about being a teen parent is you get to have sex with a jailbait and a milf at the same time. The only time when it's cool to do that, she doesn't even know what to say when we're in bed together. It's like, baby, daddy, baby, daddy, baby, daddy, oh, oh! oh. People always ask me, "Oh, you have such a good relationship with your kid. Do you let your kids smoke weed?" I let my kids smoke weed? He's he's my dealer. I I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna pay club prices for dabs, man. This is why you procreate. Now that my kid's 18, we decided that we're going to go into business together, father-son business. We're going to open a vape store. Okay, guys? We're going to sell vape stuff, and we're going to sell R&B records. place going to be called I Heard It Through the Vape Vine. All right? Follow us on Insta. If that doesn't work, we're going to sell, like, vape stuff and books. We'll call it the Vapes of Wrath. Cool. Some of you read. That's awesome. But I think the real money, if you're going to open a vape store, is going to be just in selling only to kids. Right? So we're going to open a vape store that sells only to children. We're going to call it Statutory Vape. All of our customers wanted to shop there. I don't know why we're making a federal case out of this. I'm just, no, I have a, no, I love my girlfriend, but I have a girlfriend my own age, perverts. Um. Yeah, no, I love her to death. Uh, we've been together for so long that we didn't meet on Tinder. Me and my girlfriend met on Craigslist. That's how long we've been together. Whoo! We no longer Netflix and chill. We eat checks Mix and pay bills, but I feel the romance is still there. I love her a lot. Um, I love her even though she's white. Sue me. Um, my girlfriend is so white. She got her 23andMe results back and it was just a blank sheet of white paper. That is how I I love her. She's beautiful. She's smart. I tell her all the time, I'm like, honey, you should try stand-up. She's really me? Why, why would I try stand-up? I say, honey, you're white. You're gonna be good at anything where you gotta like own the whole room of people. That's a comedian joke. Alright, I'm glad that that killed. Obviously, I'm sorry. Every comedian you're gonna see tonight has a couple of screws loose, but I don't mean to brag, but I got like a lot of screws. I have a lot of things wrong with me mentally. Um I have ADHD, HD. That means I have ADHD and 5K. Your guys' network is not even compatible with how hyperactive that I can become. I also have a late-onset case of SIDS. That's sudden infant death syndrome. I have a late-onset case of SIDS for those of you in the medical community. I got a new urologist. The guy's a real whiz. My proctologist and my analyst, they both sound exactly the same, though. They they both say, hey, you got to learn to let go or you're going to explode my proctologist, and my analyst. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. But w- in therapy, we bring up stuff because uh, my therapist thinks that I act out for attention, and I just, th- the things that he says that I do to act out for attention, I'm not acting out for attention. They're just things that I've become comfortable doing. Like, I'm short, so when I go up to, like, I try to find a stall, but if I have to use a urinal, I still have to do this to pee. I I unzip and stuff, but because I'm short and I'm used to peeing on my shirt tail, I lift up like this while I'm peeing, and just as like a leftover remnant habit from when I was a child, I have to rub my nipples, otherwise I can't urinate. Um, does no one else do this? Am I? Am I the – I just realized I'm rubbing my nipple on a street corner in the mission. Um, it's Yeah, it's, it's a little awkward. It's especially awkward at like the baseball game with the long trough, and the old man pulls up next to me, and he does it too. He's like, oh, I went in Rome, buddy. I'm living the life. We're, we're going to get on the Internet together. The other thing that I do that he says that I'm like looking for attention, you know like when you go into the grocery store now, they have those footprints on the ground six feet apart for social distancing? Well, I wait until the person in front of me steps off of their little set of footprints and I jump over to it like the floor's hot lava. Like every single, it's not my fault they've changed every open business into like an adult hopscotch. It's not, wasn't my plan. I'm on the coronavirus diet, guys. I've lost a lot of weight. I'm only eating toilet paper. Case of Kirkland signature and a bottle of Windex at night and I'm good. I'm golden. Um I don't why I don't know why everyone's freaking out though. You can get your COVID test really easily. I took mine online. I got a I got like an 85. I got an 85 IQ. Um yeah. But it's gonna be great once COVID because it's like everybody's like now kind of calming down and not hoarding food and stuff so much. And it's like, you know, people are just gonna stop shopping. And uh, in a couple of months, it's going to be like, oh, I don't want to go shopping. I don't want to eat out. What do we got in the pantry left over from COVID? It's like, oh, I got like 40 cans of Tiger King lentil soup, a uh, five-pound bag of Karen kale chips, and uh, 60 cans of murder hornets, which, by the way, murder hornets, that is racist against bees, okay? Because it's not murder. You have to establish an it, uh, like an intention, you know, like a motive and intent with murder hornets. You can't just say that they were buzzed. Hornets buzz. I'm gonna play music. Like little, little mid mid set applause break. Like, always oh, gonna play music. Good, shut the hell up. Okay. I wish they
8: all could be non-essential jobs. I hate my stupid job, it makes me want to end my life. Scream in my boss's face, go over to his place, and spend all afternoon on top of his wife. doink, doink, doink. I wish they all could be non-essential. I wish they all could be non-essential. I wish they all could be non-essential jobs.
7: Thanks. Okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. All right, so this is David Bowie singing Metallica, okay? David Bowie singing Metallica.
8: So close, no matter how far. Couldn't be much more from the heart. Forever oh, trust in what we are, oh
7: yeah. And Ziggy played guitar, yeah. David Bowie, everybody. Thank you, David Bowie. I'm going to play you guys one last song I'm going to get out of your hair tonight. My name has been Josh Khan. You can check out my song online at Josh Khan Comedy. And please make sure that you donate to Mutiny Radio FM. Here I go, The song is about uh, the pandemic that we've all been experiencing. Well, I'm not the world's most
8: hygienic guy, but if you shake my hand when I've been wiping my eyes, you'll catch Corona. rona, rona. corona Well, I'm not the world's most paranoid guy, but I stay inside because I don't want to die from the Corona. R-O-N-A-Rona. Rona. Oh, Coco corona <laughs> well there's hundreds of thousands of cases worldwide i guess i'll have to cancel that mail order bride all the stuff from china i thought i would love i gotta handle all of it with latex gloves i got plenty of tp at home got a cure for covid called smoking a ball straight to the dome I Deal when me, Secure your corona. Everybody sing along with me. Rona. Corona and a Rona. The Coco Corona. One more, everybody. Rona. Corona and a Rona. The Coco Corona. I can't hear you one more. Corona My name is Josh Kahn, you have Muni Radio, give it up for Ben Benjamin, make sure you donate today, and be safe out there.
1: Josh Kahn, yay! Keep your hands going for him. All right, we've got two comedians left. I'm glad uh, we're all here and distanced from each other. And we're all being clean, and it's wonderful. And thank you for being here. And Annie's still enjoying herself, the dog in the front. Uh, She's just adorable. We love dogs. Uh, Your next comedian, he's so funny. He's a young man coming uh, all the way from Chicago and uh, back here to us. So put your hands together for Aaron Atkins. Yay! What's
9: up, fools? Uh, look at all these clean comedy fans, man. Hell yeah. Give it up for yourselves. That clean comedy. Yes, well, okay, uh, do I have any clean comedy? Um, I saw a guy get arrested at the Indian market for trying to steal frozen food. Instant korma. For those listening at home, that was a smash. That killed, um... Doing great up here. I'm a phone comic. I'm just going to read stuff from my freaking phone. Okay, I want to do some niche roasts right now from some people I saw in the audience. Yo, this guy over here be looking like the lead singer to Semisonic. Got him. Next. <laughs> this guy looks like my uncle. Yep. <laughs> What's your name? Sydney? No, I was going to be roast. What's your name? Sydney? Got her. You he look like a Sydney. Um, I'm a very unassertive man. I um went to Pizza Hut a couple of days ago and I bought like one pizza, like a regular pizza, and the guy gave me like two pizzas, and I was like, I only ordered one, but it's totally fine. It's cool. And he's like, You sure? I was like, yeah, no, it's great. It's ordered. I I'll, I'll choose a tip, bro. We all been there. <laughs> uh, so I used to do heroin. No, I don't look like I was on heroin. I look like I was on Glee. Uh, right, but you can do both. Just ask Corey Monteith. But Doom, that's clean. I didn't cuss. Um, I can say it. Let's see here. Um, I'm I'm a fourth Asian. Give it up for that. Hell yeah, nice. Being a fourth Asian, I look very white though. So being a fourth Asian is like like the bisexuality of ethnicities. Because whenever I tell people, they're like, No, you're not. Um. <laughs> Does anybody want to hear my impression of women? My impression. This guy wants to hear my impression of women. All right, I'm cold. Thank you. Got him. Roast of women going on tonight. Just kidding. I respect women. Respect. What? Okay. um, Magna Carta. What about the manga Carta? That's a funny. Just think about it. You finish the joke for me. Um, what else? This is just the last things I ever wrote. Um, okay, so my parents got divorced last week. That's not a joke. All right. Um, so my... <laughs> <laughs> anyways, yeah, no, I told my friend that, and he was like, dude, that's an L. Yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah. just got to bottle up all these emotions now. I am I going to be, a libertarian? Woo! Do I hear my impression of a libertarian? Okay. How was that racist? Thank you. All right, um. Thank you. Anyways, yeah, my parents got divorced. My dad moved into one of those apartments where like everything's carpeted and like has the vertical blinds and stuff. It's just an observation. I was at um, I was at a Carl's Jr. like in the in on in the Tenderloin on Market Street, and I straight up heard some homeless dude go, "Yo, why does this place sell gallons of milk?" He's right. That's why do they sell gallons of milk? It's a Carl's Jr. Who's Carl? Why is it? Whatever. I hope his dad's proud. Um, oh, you guys want to hear my impression of uh, Jerry Seinfeld? Okay. I dated a 17-year-old when I was 38. <clears throat> What's the deal with that? Don't you hate it? Women, am I right? Don't you hate it when they want you to pick them up from school? Don't you just hate it? <laughs> Women always talking about going to prom, am I right? I got one more. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you beat your girlfriend's parents from the same age as you? All right. Uh, uh, um, uh, is this thing on? It's on. Uh, okay, I got another joke. Okay, so um, this is really good. Okay, so I was um, I'm just telling you in advance. It's really good, so... Um, I really love Jewish culture, Jewish culture. My friend, my roommate in college was from Israel, and he was like, man, it's so great. Like, you gotta go to Tel Aviv, you won't believe it. And I was like, that place sounds unbelievable. But then I went there, and it turns out, it is real. Russian. <laughs> let the record show. Standing ovation. Um. You guys know Anderson Cooper's like like uh, uh he's a um a Vanderbilt. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. His grandpa's name is Reginald Claypool Vanderbilt. Isn't that like caricaturistically ra- like that's isn't that the old duck from DuckTales? That's weird, right? It's so weird. I do admire him getting a real job like George Soros told him to. <coughs> San Francisco? San Francisco is this thing on. Okay. That would kill in What's an alt-right part of the country? What would you say? Ohio? North Carolina? Yeah, they are alt-right, yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, I agree with that, okay. That's true. Um, I, I was vegan, or I used to be, my parents are vegans. I was raised vegan, uh, the true fact. That's why I look like how NPR sounds, you know? That's why I dress like this. Um, Anyways, but I used to do a lot of cocaine and be like, I just hate the exploitation of animals. Humans are animals. Um. Uh, I used to go to this 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 donut place called the Donut Addiction, and I would just show up and be like, "My friend died from that!" And then, yeah, and they'd be like, "I don't know," <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll have one racehorse, please." Um, is this what a bomb feels like? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, right? Let's let's keep going. Let's 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 deep. Let's go deeper into this. Um, my mom's vegan, right? She taught me everything I could eat instead of meat. She was my substitute teacher. Looking at the camera for that one. Man. Here's something you never hear a crackhead say. Man, that hit the spot. <laughs> um. Uh do 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 do. Okay, here's a fun part of the show. Here's a here's a game I like to play with the audience. Hello, camera. I like to play called um Is It Gay porn? Or is it just Kung Fu that I slowed down? So what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna I'm gonna play Uh, a video for you guys. I want you to tell me, is it Kung Fu slowed down or is it gay porn? Oh wait, that's a a Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here it is. All right, tell me, is this gay porn slowed down? Gay porn or Kung Fu slowed down? You think that's kung fu slowed down? Okay, I'll play it again. Gay porn or kung fu slowed down? Blast it, Pam. (laughs) Gay porn or kung fu that's been slowed down? Mm -hmm. You're all wrong. It's a straight guy deadlifting. Thank you. Thank you, David Sedaris in the house. I got one minute? Okay, how can I ruin this for myself? Um, dang, oh, so my name is Aaron Atkins. Give it up for me. I'm not leaving. Uh, my name is Aaron Atkins, and people are always like, oh, Atkins diet, huh, you eat the Atkins diet? I'm like, everything I eat is the Atkins diet, dog. Like, a Slim gym before bed is the Atkins diet. Um, shoot, let's let's end on a stupid one, eh? It's not a stupid one. Um, just kidding. It's a smart one. So uh, I was in Tacoma, Washington. We have some people from t- Tacoma in the house. Woo! We got some Tacomans. Um, anyways, I was in Tacoma, Washington. I was driving by their sports arena. It's a big dome, right? And, uh, and my mom was like, you know, your, your your great-granduncle designed that. It's called the Superdome. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Tell them that. I don't think it's super dumb. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Am I going to leave on that one? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Um. Okay. Dude, I might. No. Nah. Nah, we're going to stick around. Okay. So I, I went to rehab, right? Give it up for rehab. Give it up for Amy Winehouse in the Winehouse. I... Um, I went to rehab and I met a lot of very wise people there. Like my first roommate was also a heroin addict, and he was like, Aaron, don't listen to these guys, right? Because you, you can, can you hear me? He was like, that's not like a trucker now. He was like, Aaron, don't listen to these guys, right? Because you can do heroin and still live a perfectly good life. And I was like, how do you do that? And he was like, just eat right, exercise every day. Do a little bit of heroin. My buddy lived for like two years. <laughs> I was like, shit, bro, by then I'll be old enough to drink. Thank you very much, everybody. I'm Aaron Atkins.
1: Keep it going for Aaron Atkins, everyone. Yay. I'm excited about your last comedian because it's actually the last time we're going to see him for a while. He's moving to L.A to go try to be famous during COVID times. I mean, good luck, but it's gonna be fine. He's he's a, he's, a really personable, hilarious gentleman, and I know you're gonna love him. He's gonna be clean. Put your hands together for Nathan Lowe, yay!
0: Hello, hello, what's up, guys? Give it up one more time for Pam. We've been, I've been hanging out with Pam for a long time and she just shot me, that was a very much a mom moment. She's like, and he's gonna be clean. Please be clean. It's your last show. <laughs> it's just like, do you have five minutes of clean material? I'm like, maybe, <laughs> maybe. How are you guys? Good. Give it up for yourselves for being here. Out in it, COVID. Give it up for your last comic. Where'd he go, Aaron? That walk and talking and TikTok. Where'd you go? Good job, buddy. He's going to be at home practicing dances later. Very excited. Let me get a good look at y'all. Hold on. Oh, wow. Good looking crown. Oh, uh, what's up, Mumford and Cousins? What are y'all doing? If you're here, who's playing these obscure stringed instruments online? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll stop picking on the six people that we have. Now, but I am moving. I'm moving to Los Angeles. Yay, boo. Pick one. Boo, yay. Yay, boo. Okay, yeah. Moving there, if you couldn't tell by how tight these purple pants are. Just getting in the mood, figuring it out, trying to find a spot. It's weird and difficult. And, uh, you know, my self-esteem, it's way too high. So I guess I got to move down there and just develop a complex. I was looking for roommates, and I posted a photo just on Facebook, like, picture of my face. Hey, I'm, you know, XXY, whatever, Zimzer. Uh, This is my price range, and here we go. Uh, Here's the thing about gay dudes. They don't need Grinder to be on Grinder. Does that make sense? I got about 40 comments on that. Guess how many of them were about real estate? That was the correct answer. <laughs> Some of them almost made it. They were like, this one can fit three or four on my face. Or just straight to just ram my dead carcass, you insatiable bison. Yeah, a little aggressive. A little aggressive for a Facebook comment where everyone can see you. I don't know, but I mean, it's good. I've been I've been cruising through there. I've already got a couple gigs, couple acting gigs. They saw my Facebook picture, and uh, I just got a great new role. I'm playing an erotic masseuse uh, behind a Walmart on Sunset. I'm not gonna let this town take advantage of me. Uh, it's like it's weird because I, I don't really like actors. I've known them for a long time And when you're in like the comedy sphere and you're down there It's like it's something that you have to do as well, but they will immediately latch on to like oh, they do this The one thing that you're uncomfortable about it's like hey, I saw your photos. They were great I have a couple roles in mind for you. Can you grow a mustache? No <laughs> is that something I needed <laughs> Did I need a mustache? I don't know. Like, I guess my top lip can't work. But if I had both of them, there's a Walmart gig that I got. Is <laughs> that <Not> clean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's clean anymore. It's like weird finding roles for me. I have a very Trumpy face. That's very, yeah, Republican bone structure. <laughs> happens. A lot of people just come up to me and assume that I was in the military. It's like, hey, man, where'd you serve? I'm like, no, I'm not brave. Where'd you serve? Dude, I couldn't serve at a Denny's. <laughs> I didn't even finish the campaign on Call of Duty, and that was a game that I could play. I could stop and have a sandwich. <laughs> God, I'm so not brave. <laughs> I, uh, I heard a couple jokes about Disneyland tonight. Where'd you go, buddy? Oh, give it up. One more time. Killed it. I do not have fun musical skills that I can use if I have to bail out halfway through my set. <laughs> I don't have them. But uh, Disneyland, yeah, I do have some stuff. Does anyone here have an adult family member that still goes to Disney? Oh yeah, that was like, this girl was like, of course I do, and this girl went, yeah, <laughs> she's there. <laughs> she hangs out in the attic and just rings a bell when we have to bring her food. <laughs> My sister does that. She's like almost 30 and she still goes. She still goes to Disneyland every year with her just equally sad friends. And she's like one of these girls, they think that they're singers. They don't have that. It's like I, I'm a salesperson, but also I do this. It's like people who sing when they're happy, one of these annoying people. Just wakes up in the morning, Oh, it's Tuesday. I only sing when I'm I only sing when I'm borderline suicidal just walking around my house. My life's going nowhere. 26, I just jerked off into a toilet. Guys don't do that? (laughs) I live with three women. It's basically like if I have to do that, it's a lot like, have you ever been really late for work and you have to eat your food really fast over the sink? (laughs) It's a lot like that. It's terrifyingly like that. But there's like three girls, and when you're in the bathroom, how could you not? All the lotions, all the things. Guys, we have smell, the girls have smell privilege. Do you know that? Have you ever been in a woman's bathroom when you can wade through just the piles of, what are these, that you put them in your ears? They're everywhere, just pulling entire handfuls of hair out of the faucets like long-haired dogs. We have like 80, 90 products. Like, dudes, we're really selling ourselves short. We have just cedar wood. I can only smell like cedar wood. I'm in there, it's like like Willy Wonka made a factory just for smells. And I'm in there like Augustus Gloop. I'm just rubbing that on my face. Girls do some hardcore stuff. Any of you ever heard of an acid peel? Do you know what an acid peel is? Yeah, that was way too happy. It's like, woo! Peel skin off my face! It's what it is. It's acid. on your. F- it's an acid peel. You're peeling layers. Is- do you love me yet? Is this the layer that you wanted? But they make it sound cute. Acid peel. What? Sugar. Scrub. Oh, it's sugar, it's sweet. It's not, it's just coarse. You're rubbing layers of skin, just pour some sugar on me. In the name of love. Oh man, any of you texted your exes yet? Yeah, that happened. They come out of the woodwork during COVID. It happened for me. A lot of girls called me up. A lot of them. Just like, I think you were the one, you got away. Like, what are you talking about? I stole money out of your purse. You just, are you not even here for any of this? I was a horrible person. But girls will do that. They'll see very far away. Oh, everyone's stuck in their house? I bet I can throw a wrench in his cogs. It's like they just put a bat signal out for when Nathan's happy. I have bad luck with women. Like, I mean, you you seem like a very good girl. You've been like agreeing with a lot of my jokes. I'd probably date you. I have horrible judgment. I just I dated two snake girls in a row. Does anyone know what a snake girl is? People who think snakes are cute. These psychopaths. You met any of them? Right, yeah, this guy. Oh yeah, oh, snake girls. Yeah, I know my sign now too. And it's like if you don't know what a snake girl is, I'll give you the opposite. you know what a horse girl is? Someone really into horses. Also into going to Disney at 30. Same, same basic thing.
10: All right all right. House of Pride Radio here coming at you live from San Francisco. Oh, oh, right, I'm
11: sorry.
10: Yes, you forgot. Hey. <laughs> now that's oh, funny.
11: right. I thought you were someone else. I'm so
10: sorry. I no, that's okay, I'm Judy. Else. I am all about I love the humor. You, uh, you cuz I Oh <laughs> my god. I am doing a show tomorrow night. Um and the guy has the
11: same name as you. Um Michael <laughs> Tweeka. I thought you said Mika. I thought you said um uh, Mika. Micah, and I was like, "Yeah, oh. no, his name's Micah, and I was like, oh, why is he me? now I forgot that I had, all right, whatever, I, I'm just discombobulated, because I have COVID brain, even though I never had COVID,
10: okay. It's by osmosis living it's, in New York City, yeah, yeah,
11: yeah, exactly,
10: um, are you still in the city?
11: I'm actually in Provincetown, Massachusetts.
10: Oh, my God, my favorite town, I love Provincetown.
11: Yeah, so I escaped here, right? Uh-huh. Back to boat in November, and I'm back again. I mean, I, ha- I bought a house here in 1994, and uh, thank
10: God. Yeah, that's a good time to because buy it. Are I, you on Commercial Street?
11: No, I'm not. Gonna, no, I'm right. I'm <laughs> off of Commercial. I'm in the West End, in a quiet area.
10: Oh yes, that is a nice area. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, what? One of the best places to be, I think, in the world is Province.
11: Ever, down. ever, in, in the entire world. Absolutely.
10: I saw you on a TV show a few years back and you were living in a, in a, an apartment in New York City and somebody converted yes. your bedroom into an office.
11: <laughs> right. So here's what happened. Uh, that was Celebrity Wife. That lasted, how long did that last? I don't Two know. weeks. It's now my, my desk is now back in the living room. But uh, <laughs> one of my, ki- my kids have moved out. So um, I'm going back to,
10: you have, you, have you have more space.
11: Yeah. yeah.
10: Yeah, I was but thinking, yeah. like, uh, it looked really nice initially, but, like, who wants to, like, put the bed up and put it down every day? Oh, my God. I oh, my know.
11: God, I know. <laughs> I don't know how people with Murphy beds do that. You know, like, there are people who put their bed up, and I'm like, no, I can't even, you know, you're, it's such a pain. It's like, I don't even want to make my bed, let alone, like, put it away and open a bookshelf,
10: And you know? t- And it has to be tidy. Like, where where do you put your pillows?
11: Oh, that's right. Yeah, you have to get a and a, you have to get a like a this mattress that is only a certain amount of inches thick. Oh, um, like six. And, it, it, and if you want a really good one, they're really expensive because it it has to do everything. It has to be a box spring. It has to be a mattress. It has to be everything. So it, it yeah, has to bend it over. Was, it was expensive. But um, yeah, we still sleep in
10: it, but we never put it up. But it's like a little cave. It has little lights above it. It's kind of cozy. That's cute. Little LED yeah. situation going on. Oh, I like yeah. that. So um, I know uh, we got to get into why I'm calling you today here from San Francisco because our, our mutual. You
11: just wanted to say hi.
10: Yeah, I, you know I <laughs> I've always been a fan <laughs> since Celebrity Wife Swap, and I you know I've always wanted to follow up on the Murphy bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, our mutual friend Lisa is facilitating producing Lisa, get <laughs> ah, is producing Woo! the twenty eighth annual Kung Fao Koja comedy this That's year. Me. It, yes, and you you are headlining it. How do you feel about that?
11: Well, I feel good. It's my fourth time, I think. I think oh. it's my fourth time. All right. Yeah. I think I, I it's like when you post Saturday Night Live like five times you get a little i should get i should
10: get a I should get chopsticks. A, a little yes yeah. a, a snack bag <laughs> yeah a fortune cookie <laughs> right a fortune cookie uh a big yeah. one a big one though not just yeah My, uh, one
11: solid gold with diamond
10: <laughs> yes
11: yeah
10: uh-huh to match your last name a golden yeah, fortune exactly. cookie i'm down with the, you know you deserve it and maybe it should be like on a plaque as well to go with your yeah. two to go with your Emmy awards
11: Yes, exactly. I'll put it right up there.
10: So, Judy, this is – it's different this year, obviously. It's going to be online, virtual. Have you done uh, some shows virtually already?
11: Uh, I've done a bunch of them. Okay. Um, But, uh, yeah, I've done a bunch, and I actually set it up like a comedy club because, you know, I've noticed some comics will sit down and just – And it's like, no, I need to fake that I'm in a comedy club, and I do it. So I have a mic, I have my tool, I have my light, I have, you know, yeah. And I – all right, it's not the same, but
10: it's not horrible. No, you know, I've found that it's actually for some things better, uh, like when I do – when I hire my engineer when we make music. We're doing it virtually now, and it's it's actually more convenient. But uh, I think if you set up the – you know, the show, like um, a virtual show with the stage and the mic and some, you know, spotlights or whatever you're going to do. Yeah, I think people get into the groove. It sounds fun.
4: Yeah,
11: they do. And I can, you know, I can kind of do crowd work, if, you know, when, if I'm in gallery and I can see all the people. I mean, it's just weird with the timing, if, if they mute them. I've done shows where I can't even hear anyone laughing. It's so annoying.
10: Oh, that's right. So how, how – do you have like a, a laugh box that you push when you – No, I
11: don't. <laughs> I don't. I did a show in Israel, and um, I wasn't in Israel. I was in my house and, and um, my apartment. And uh, I noticed one person that would – you know, they were all muted, but I, I would uh, watch one person laugh, um, and she would go – she would go um, lean forward, then lean back, and um, wait. Wait. She'd lean her head back, go forward, and then sit up. And when she sit, sat up, that's That's when I knew that I should start my next show. So I focus on one person laughing, <laughs> and then I can tell.
10: You you can't actually hear them laughing. You. It's just kind of like silent laughter. Right. Oh, that's a trick. Exactly. That's a trick. I can
11: tell by the body language.
10: Yeah, because do comedians feed off of you know people's body oh language? Oh
11: my God! Yeah. Absolutely, and every audience laughs differently. Um, so you kind of get in a rhythm. But, you know, it takes a few, the first few minutes, to see what the audience is like and how they laugh, and that sort of tells you when you start your next joke and what which material you want to do. And, yeah, so that's hard to.
10: Yeah, more visual. You have to like really look at what people yeah. are doing, uh, and hopefully have a big monitor.
11: Yeah,
10: that w- that would help. Um, yeah, and uh, do it would ha- help to have
11: people in the audience? Do I you have some I like family, family, members,
10: uh, yeah. well, family members? Who family members being kind of hanging around like um, on co- on the Colbert Report? His wife hangs out with him.
11: I do get um, yeah, Elisa. My lover. Uh, hey, Elisa. Um, she be- she's the best laugher. Mm-hmm. So there sometimes my son has been there um does yeah. he
10: ha- does he have a good laugh too does it run in the family um
11: they don't think i'm funny my son so
10: um <laughs> i think that came out a little bit on the on the celebrity yeah so, yeah no
11: and now that they're older they really don't think i'm funny so uh
10: you know it's the driving wheel
11: <laughs> you know what's funny is that they think they're funny <laughs> they think they're funny and they don't think i'm funny so the jokes joke
10: could be on them. They don't
11: know it. Yeah,
10: yeah. Exactly. Uh, but uh, so just to reiterate, folks listening to us, we've got uh, Judy Gold headlining the um, Kung Pao Kosher comedy uh, 28th year this year. And that's going to be two days, actually. No, let's see. Three days. Thursday three through days. The Saturday. Yeah. Uh, that's December 24th through the 26th, folks. And yep. um, where can people go to actually start? buying those tickets to secure a, 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 a spot in the room.
11: Um I think there's a link on my website judygold.com but I have it's all on my social media. Um And that's a really good question. Thanks for asking it. I have no idea. But <laughs> I guess it's under Kung k u n g a o for comedy. But I definitely have a link on my Instagram or, or Twitter. Yeah. Um, I'm at i am at J-E-W-D-Y, Because I'm a
10: Jew. <laughs> yes, everyone knows that. <laughs>
11: yeah, I think so.
10: Yeah. By now, it's yeah. yeah. Um, it's not like I hide it. No, no. And, uh, uh, I just I was just listening to you on iTunes. I was like, I wonder if Judy ever put her comedy words to music, you know, to like a, a disco beat or something.
11: I have done it. Oh <laughs> wait, guess what? Lisa Godaldig just texted me. It's poshercomedy.com how i didn't know that lisa would be listening yes, kosher comedy.com i love it shout out to and lisa, you, can't hey, buy lisa. Tickets. <laughs> you cannot buy tickets if you're eating a um cheeseburger or shellfish or pork
10: oh so just a couple prerequisites comedy, get
11: it? <laughs> yeah
10: what All is right, what's kosher these days uh, potato pancakes
11: well goods, yeah um which I'm actually going to make tomorrow night for the last night of Hanukkah. Look, you know, the rules never change. They've been around for thousands of years. They're not going anywhere.
10: That's right. Uh, well, happy Hanukkah. There's like two days left. Uh, yes. Have you been able to celebrate it the right way this year?
11: Yeah, here's how I celebrated it. <laughs> By myself, in my house, lighting the menorah with my kids on FaceTime and Elisa on FaceTime. But now Elisa's with me. In P-Town. And, uh, yeah.
10: So. That's romantic, Judy. You're in P-Town yeah. with your lover. Uh, and there's two. Lover. Th- yes. Yeah. And there's two days left of Hanukkah. Yep. Um, and you're probably right. like two of, I would say, 17 people in the town this year. <laughs>
11: you know what? You'd be shocked to know that there are a lot of people here. And the school has like 50 new kids um, because people left the, the city. Oh, that's and right. And they're living in Truro. They're all living on the Cape. And, um... A lot of the restaurants are still open, and they deliver. But um, or you know you get takeout. But yeah, there's still stuff going on here. You know that Crazy. makes a
10: lot of sense. My mom is in East Hampton, Long Island, and everyone from New York went out there too. So it's like still right, busy. Right.
11: Exactly. Yeah. Oh, fancy, fancy.
10: Oh no, it's there's a mm-hmm. lot of like local yokels out there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, hey, so I was curious, uh, you've been in the business a long time and such a pro. So when something like, you know, a a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic hits the world, how do you find inspiration to write new material?
11: Well, the one thing about it is that we're all in the same boat. So there's so much to talk about it, uh, to talk about. You know the pandemic and the way we're living now. You know, um, of course, the the death and the sickness and the, and and the losses. It's not funny, but the fact that you know <laughs> we're sitting at home, um, not doing anything. It's like the perfect palette that everyone's in the same boat.
10: Yeah, so there you go. That's that would be like a point. Not a point. cruise, yeah. They're not
11: on the same cruise.
10: <laughs> not yet. on the love boat. So, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh yeah, and then well we're, we're also all eating more and stuff like that.
11: Yeah, exactly.
10: So Yeah. yeah I can see where there's material. Will you be debuting yeah. some of that this uh Uh
11: yes I will be. Oh,
10: how exciting. I'm not
11: telling you what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a big surprise for the Jews. Yeah.
10: <laughs> yes, yeah, so you gotta you gotta surprise us. Uh yeah. Yeah, uh, well, folks, you gotta go and get those uh, reservations ASAP, um, and uh, it's gonna be a party. Uh,
11: it's gonna be such <laughs> a good show. It's Lisa Goodallig and Alex Edelman and me. It's gonna be really fun.
10: Oh my God! And they're it's, selling it's tickets company. like
11: latkes. Yeah,
10: <laughs> like latkes. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, like
11: hotcakes, but I said um uh, Yeah, they're <laughs> selling. Doing well. People are done. You know, people need to laugh.
10: Oh my it's God, like, Judy! I need to laugh. Oh yes, right.
11: It's it's just you know it's yeah. fun and and it's the perfect night for it. And you know there's so many people who are going to be by themselves or you know not with their family, and it's just the perfect thing to do. You know, to yeah. sit and laugh with other people on the computer.
10: Yeah, I would I would think Provincetown's a good place to really start writing new jokes and and drawing. Yeah, in, yeah, it's it's it has like a magical kind of yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, it is magic here. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I, j- I was curious to know is, like, because of all of the turmoil in politics, you know, with Trump and the Republicans and the Democrats and all that. What? Was, there's turmoil? <laughs> I Wait, mean, unless what? I'm going crazy, and I want to say that there is a, there's a fair chance I am at the moment, but uh, has it yes. influenced you um, as Oh, well? my
11: God, yes. <laughs> of course. I mean, look, there are certain <laughs> gigs that I know – not to bring it up, you know, um, but when I'm at my home club or when I'm, it's my show, uh, of course, I, can, I can't keep my mouth shut. I, I, <laughs> like, look what he's done, and look what he says, and, you know, it's just, oh, whatever, yeah, of course.
10: I know, sometimes you, know, you don't, don't even have to write a joke, some, it just comes out of his mouth. Yeah, you know, true. <laughs> <laughs>
11: but, yeah, comics are social commentators, and, you know, you can't ignore what's going on.
10: I have to say, this year more than ever, we need uh, comics to really uh, be—you right. know—be the medicine, that, you know, for folks to uh, feel feel, uh, I guess, uplifted and you know, good. And yeah, you know, that's the art form. Exactly. Yeah. So, Judy's Judy's in the house, folks, uh, for the 28th uh, edition of Kung Fu Pao Kosher Comedy. So uh, you know how to get your tickets. Um, Judy, oh, my God, what an honor it is to have a little bit of time with you. I want to invite you back oh, to thank house, you. house of Pride Radio in the future, uh, maybe next year, or whenever you'd like to PR something. Tweaker is here for you. <laughs>
11: oh, thank you. Thank you.
10: Uh, the one and only Miss Judy Gold, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, and you take care oh, now. Oh,
11: thank you. Be well.
10: <laughs> you too. Happy
11: holidays.
10: Happy holidays. <laughs> All right, all right. We're coming back with two musical guests, one from New York City, Jason Walker, and then a new artist from Miami, Amy, who has a hit on her hand. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back with more. All right, all right. House of Pride Radio, coming at you live from San Francisco. Got some beats in the house, and we have a new artist on the scene with us. Uh, hello, can you hear me? Yes, hi. Hi, it's the one and only uh, Annie. Am I pronouncing your name right? Yes,
12: it's
10: Annie. Annie, fabulous, and you are based in Miami. One of my favorite cities. I have lots of uh, cousins there in uh, D- uh, Dade County in Miami. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. my cousins are up in New York.
12: I'm just
10: living over there. Oh, they're getting a snowstorm right now, I think. <laughs> my mom my mom's in New York, and she said it's going to be snowing tonight, so hopefully it won't be too crazy, but not in Miami, huh? Awesome. So, say Frank introduced me to you and your brand and your music, and I—it's the first time. I, I love discovering new artists. Um, not to say that you—you you are new. You could have been around for years. I want to hear a little bit about your story. Would you mind sharing that with us? Yes,
12: I'd love to. Well, um, my love for music and everything started out. I actually lived in Maui, so I actually want, I'm, I'm my two ma's, they were really wanting me to be a softball player, but I switched in the mitten for the microphone a Boa. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it's just going, like, into California and just hustling out there. And over the time, I've been um, a multi-instrumentalist, with being, playing congas, piano, guitar, bass, and just, like, doing that with my music. And I fell in love with dance and Latin. So, um, I, I, did a bu- I did a couple of songs here and there with... My first one being "Dance the Night Away," and had p- another one, "Confession," and then I was super excited to bring out "Living for
10: Today." Yes, that's the new one. Uh, I see it on a lot of the record pools, uh, doing well, and on our chart too. It, it debuted at number 19. So congratulations! We're gonna we're gonna uh, debut that here and play it for folks. Um, ah, it, no. Yeah, but yeah. Hey, congratulations! It's a great song. Um, did you study music in school, in high school?
12: Well, I mean, over the times in school, I mean, being from middle school, high school, I was just learning from my um, private lessons with my teachers. But um, over when I was in college, I seventeen say, 17, I did go, I was a part of um, Pasadena City College. And I did a couple of musicians. There. And then um, coming to U.M.,
10: on the percussion especially here oh awesome so for uh living for today did you contribute a lot to the uh instrumental structure of the song yeah oh awesome uh we've got we got a few remixes i know dirty discos on it on there as a remixer uh they're friends of mine um but, uh, oh and club jumpers oh okay and uh there's a couple of other cats too uh, can you name them
12: loved Dirty Disco, and my favorite one was Club Jumpers. Oh, I just listened to that over and over again.
10: <laughs> awesome. I want to uh, play a couple of these mixes. Uh, I see you're on Kings of Spin right now in the top 20. Congratulations. Uh, so much. Yeah, and I saw you where else did I see you just today. Um, oh, on a mass record pool, which is a, um, a record pool out of Massachusetts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Award Seems winning. Good. <laughs> yeah, doing good. Uh, So, I mean, things are a little weird this year with the COVID-19. I mean, even Billboard Club Chart is closed down. It's been for a few months. And, you know, I reckon it's hard to get, you know, live gigs. What have you been doing to compensate? Have you been doing anything virtually?
12: Yes, for sure. Everything – I was supposed to be um, performing at parades and um, private shows, but right when lockdown happened, I mean, I had to just switch the whole game for me, so – I automatically did live um, Facebook live shows and Instagram is also so I was doing that for a while and then um, songwriting and, um, just working on a bunch of songs especially getting ready for an EP with all these songs coming up
10: <laughs> absolutely what a great time to be creative when right? everyone's forced to you know hunk it down uh, absolutely so that'll be exciting to hear new material coming out in the future for the time being I'm, I'm about living for today. We're living for today right here in the moment. Um, (laughs) Where can folks go to to, uh, follow you? Yeah, they can follow me on my
12: social